Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by composer Brad Gentle for the game No Way Home, which is a space shooter on Apple Arcade from a studio called SMG Studio. Brad also helps out with the levelwithemily.com website, YouTube channel, and more, so he's always listed in the credits at the end of every episode. Uh, But Brad is a composer. He's worked on several games with SMG Studio, which is located in Australia, including Death Squared. On No Way Home, this newest title from Brad and SMG Studio, I really loved the variety in the score and especially loved the ambient tracks and uh, was really surprised and tickled to learn that uh, Brad used recordings of planets from NASA on some of those ambi tracks, which was really fun. Here's Brad. Really, it's a a space opera um, set in a bullet hell type world um, where you're the captain of a cruise liner in space and you uh, you get in trouble when the, the ship gets frozen for millions of years and then it finally blows up and uh, you're basically the only one that survives and you've got an AI helper uh, who helps you try and find your way home, hence the name No Way Home. Mm. Yeah, so it's... it's bunch of fun you um you have to fly around shooting shooting guys and killing guys but it's 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 a lot about story it's there's a real deep rich sort of storyline that has a bit of mystery involved in it and um, a bit of comedy it's very very funny about the idea of it being a space opera and like what that meant for you musically as the composer. I felt like it needed to be somewhat big, epic, but at the same time quirky uh, because of the, the game's art style is really strange. It's very, um, not not quite Futurama-y type, but like very um, janky uh, yeah. in the art. It's really cool, uh, like really cool art style. Yes. There's heaps of races of characters. There's like rich history that they've written for it. And um, yeah, musically it sort of it meant that I could explore a lot of different genres of music as well. There was a, a title theme, the title track that, we, that I started doing um, to start with and it was much more calm and brooding sort of sounding um and then they changed the key art like sort of halfway through the through the process and i was Mm. like well that that's not going to (laughs) work we're gonna have to change we have to change that a lot so i kind of ended up going for like a real wrath of khan type sounding uh (laughs) intro piece i was like this is really fun i've always wanted to do some kind of massive space opera type you know sounding piece um and i never really get to the opportunity to do that kind of big uh pompous orchestra sound so this was a really good opportunity to go yes let's let's dig into it and make something a little bit crazy yeah I loved um just kind of the variety of music and like the like the jazzy stuff is super fun and the 
like there's kind of some loungy kind of music, but there's also really great, like ambient, thoughtful music. There's a really beautiful piece with cello at the end, just so much variety. So talk to me a little bit about uh, that aspect of uh, writing the music. It was funny because it started out, the the guys, the developers wanted to have um, more of like a post-rock type feel to it. And I was kind of, when I saw the artwork and had seen some of the early gameplay, I was like, don't know if it's going to work for post-rock. Mm. Kind of, it seems a bit too slick for how silly the, the artwork is and for how com- how much comedy there is in the game. Um, so I kind of was pushing for more some really, really weird and crazy stuff. And then they kind of met me halfway. Um, mm. uh, but the, a, a lot of the um, the jazzy sort of stuff, uh, was dictated by the storyline. So the the AI character that helps you along the way, he is a fan of jazz, but he's never heard jazz because he's an AI character that's, <laughs> you know, that's set in in the distant future. And so he's always had this this longing for whatever jazz was. So he's, you know, somehow along the line has gotten MIDI files or things like that and sort of interpreted them himself. So I kind of had this... Um, this idea of of kind of doing a parody of jazz, but in a kind of almost like a pastiche way, like not in not in a an insincere way, kind of like I I like the idea of jazz when someone likes the idea of jazz, but it kind of has this idea of what they think jazz sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of has this a little bit digital quality because it's him manifesting this into reality, but at the same time, he's learnt well. It's kind of like when if Google AI was learning how to do jazz, and you kind of go, "Yeah, you, you kind of got it, buddy. That's yeah. pretty good, I guess." <laughs> so yeah, that's that's how the kind of jazz stuff came about, which was good because it it it, it really was good to have different aspects come through in the soundtrack. So. You know, there was like I really wanted to make sure that there was that orchestral feel to it in parts when the, when the gravitas of the situations were were warranting it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a bit silly. The game's the the storyline's a bit silly, so I kind of wanted to make sure that that came across as well. So having the the juxtaposition of of the silly almost jazz slash lounge music and the orchestral stuff really really coming through um they kind of played off each other a fair bit Space vacation tracks are, are really great and satisfying. Talk to me about uh, that tune and then getting to kind of adapt it. 
Yeah, so the the first one was, um, it was originally starting out as a 30-second video commercial for for the game, sort of, and it was based on, like, hey, come and have a, come and do this space vacation, blah, 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 like, you know, and then during the filming of it, uh, all these things go wrong. And then the game sort of starts from that, because um, you basically you're on a on a cruise ship going through this you know intergalactic uh, space cruise. I think it's yeah. five days or a couple of days cruise, kind of like the idea of um, Gilligan's Island type thing. Yeah. And so I kind of wanted to have that a little bit of love boatish sort of um, elevator musicy sort of stuff to totally. to go through it. And then, you know, it sort of goes into uh, to a sort of electronic version of it where it sort of starts to stutter and things start to go wrong and then, you know, and then it explodes. And then later on it's kind of like a um, when we revisit it, um, it's kind of almost like the music's been going in the background in some kind of music rep- reproduction unit floating in space. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's just sort of still ticking away with this this almost lounge music type sound. <laughs> and it's just, you know, sitting there on an asteroid somewhere, still trying to make its music. about the studio for just a minute and then we'll come back to music because you've worked with SMG Studio before. So talk to me about just the team there and your relationship with that studio and uh, yeah, talk about that for a minute. Yes, yeah, so I actually met those guys in about 2012 or something like that when we I did a, a game jam just when I was still uh, trying to get into game music um, and I ended up doing a, a game jam in Sydney. It was a, the Global Game Jam. And I ended up just bumping into them. I'm, I'm a bit of a chatterbox when it comes to, you know, social situations. Um, as far as a lot of game developers go, that sometimes they're a little bit more reserved than our as audio folk. <laughs> um, so I ended up, you know, chatting their ear off, and yeah, ended up going just doing a project with them for a game jam. And I think we won. I won best audio and best game for it or something at the time. And it was yeah, it was just a lot of fun. We got on really well, and then uh, a couple of months later, they they were saying, "Hey, we're um, we're doing a game. Do you wanna do you wanna come and do some sounds for us? So it's just some sound effects to start with." And then I ended up doing a game called Over the Top Tower Defense with them, which was another silly kind of yeah tower defense game that they did. And then um, flash forward a few years, ended up doing another game jam with with Pat, uh, one of the lead developers for there. And we ended up making Death Squared as a as a prototype. That was just that ended up just being like a project that he was doing at the time, and then they didn't had, had no inkling that they would make it into a full title. And 
all of a sudden out of the blue from a couple, a couple of months later again, hey, we're doing this thing for PC and Xbox and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely do the music <laughs> for that. So I ended up doing, yeah, about an, half an hour worth of music for them for that as well. So it's just been an ongoing relationship, just helping them out um, here and there. And, yeah, it's great. It's, it's good because there's not that many big-ish studios in, uh, in in Australia, so I just yeah, I feel really lucky to have been able to get in, you know, get in with those guys. So yeah, so you mentioned that you did sound for them too. Did you do the sound for No Way Home as well? I started out, it was just supposed to be music. And then um, a few months into the game, uh, the sound designer who actually was supposed to sign on to sound on to do it, pulled out. I, I think he was from Sweden or something and had some family problems or something. Mm. So they asked me if I wanted to do sound as well and I said, yeah, that's cool, that's fine. You know, there was I looked at the, the amount of sound that we had to do and it was it was reasonable. But then we we had a big scope increase, which was great. They had they got a, a lot more funding for it and they were like, this mm. is we want to, you know, do a lot more with it. This is what we were, we were able to do. Um, so then we ended up... I think there's like at least 150 different guns uh, in the game, <laughs> yes. and so it would just it just like grew exponentially, and it just ended up being like I don't know if I'm going to be able to get all this sort of all the all the music. I mean, I think there's end, ended up being an hour of music on the game. Plus, I think there's about two more hours in the can. Wow, there's a lot that we did did a lot of music for it. Um, so yeah, we ended up getting um, Stafford Bowler on from uh, I think he'd done Monument Valley. Uh, nice. A bunch of other games. Yeah, he's really good. And I left him this massive mess to, to deal with because <laughs> I was sort of halfway through it when I when I was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to get it all done in time. Um, so we got him on board to, to help out with the sound effects. So he sort of finished it off. So I kind of ended up doing a lot of the setup and getting a, 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 a soundscape for it, a, you know, a nice. palette. And then it was like, okay, do, do this because I'm not even going to get close to finishing it. Yeah, it was ended up being really like a lot of sound for 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 the game. It was amazing. <laughs> done sound design in the past I mean do you enjoy it as much as doing music I mean is it kind of a similar creation process for you or what yeah I, I find the sound design stuff I think they go hand in hand um, yeah. a fair bit because I mean you can sort of influence the sound effects by the music and vice versa you could have a certain type of sound for for the sound effects and then use those kind of sounds in in the, in the music or actually do exactly the opposite of those things so that the sound effects really stand out. 
You know, mm-hmm. if you've got some really short, chippy, choppy sounds, you know, for the sound effects, then they really sit on top of sort of more of a, uh, like an organic sort of sounding soundtrack. So you can have this real juxtaposition between what the sound effects are doing so that you can get those really pertinent sounds sticking out um, over top of the, the sound. But it, it just depends on what the project is anyway. Yeah, the sound effects... It's all in the same kind of programs, and you, you you spend a you know a lot of time tinkering with things. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's up to each individual person how they sort of implement things. Yeah, um, it's diff- difficult to to sort of put your finger on what a good sound design is because I mean something that, that sometimes you listen to some some uh, some sound effects from games, and you're like, I would never have done that, but that works really well. <laughs> The ambient parts of the of the soundtrack were interesting because that almost works out the way that uh, the sound effects work for me. Um, I I spend probably more time creating the right presets than I do writing the songs for the ambient stuff because this, mm. the ambient stuff almost like writes itself once you've got the the sounds set up for it. Sure. So you kind of you feel your way through some of the things you like. Oh, you know, you're playing sort of similar chords to you do that in 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 other parts of the more structured pieces. Um, but because a lot of the time they've got like thirty delays and different ambiences, um, then you end up you end up they end up writing themselves. Um, I actually used NASA recordings of some of the planets and oh, made neat. pads out of them. Yeah, so I got nice. some of the recordings from. Um, from some of the NASA recordings of, of, I think it's like there's some Ganymede and like a bunch of all these different planet sounds and there's sort of (laughs) basically like a pad sound Um, and then I just get them and make sort of some, sometimes make some organ-ish sort of sounds out of them Hmm. or um, dynamically sensitive ones. So the harder you hit it, the quicker the attack is and all that sort of stuff. So you can sort of play them, play the space sounds as an instrument. Nice. Yeah, there's a couple of black hole recordings. Yeah, so I've just found that was a really interesting way of bringing the the space elements into the game musically. Yeah, um, you know, you use a lot of the time you use musical elements as sound effects, but not a lot of the time you use sound effects as music. One of the ethereal tracks that I really liked, and maybe this isn't necessarily an ambi track, but it was much more ethereal than some of the other tunes, is, is right away in the beginning called Asteroids Everywhere. And I really loved that track. I loved the, I mean, you know, the reverb kind of makes it just like this big giant space, literally, right? So uh, tell me about that tune. Yeah, that that was really fun. That was a bunch of different synths and a bunch of different that was actually some of the nasa recording stuff nice. used as pads um but yeah I, I kind of went through and basically probably play for like half an hour i just just improvise for about half an hour on that 
and then I kind of have an idea and like I'll be listening to it back and saying, oh, I liked that kind of that 20 seconds. That was really cool. So I'll, you know, cut that out and put it on, on the side and then do the same thing, you know, five minutes later. Oh, that, that part really stuck out as being something really cool. So I'll put that on the side as well. And then, you know, pretty much throw everything out that isn't part of the, part of the process, even part of the, the good bits. Yeah. And then with that kind of refine it a bit and actually play those bits on purpose and then sort of stitch it together in a way that makes sense so that it's interesting, you know, second to second. It's it's kind of, it is ambient and it is a long track, but each sort of section stands alone vertically. You can hear, you know, you, you can sort of hear little bits and pieces that are interesting, but it's kind mm. of, it's um, very flowing. And the, the reason it, it sounds more ambient than it is is that, it is so disparate. It's so it's written. It's written half an hour away from each other, but then sort of squashed together into this <laughs> two-minute track or three-minute track, whatever it is. And there's there's kind of random elements to it as well where I'll have five or six different instruments that I know that I want that line to be played on. And then I can have a randomization thing where I'll be playing the MIDI keys, like actually playing the song, but the computer will decide which instrument it's playing on at that point in time. Mm. So it's so depending on, I mean, the, the the way I heard it when I was playing it is actually probably different to when it got bounced out because the randomization actually happens at runtime. So it's it's different wow. every time you press play. So, you know, I think I bounced out maybe three or four times before actually locking in on going, that that's the version that I like the best. That's amazing. Yeah, I did that a lot in Death Squared as well, sort of, you know, wrote, write the song and then let the computers decide because you know very computer oriented sort of game design anyway so yeah, yeah. That, was, that was how I came across that sort of sound There's a track called Good Intentions, and I love all the arpeggiating synths in there. It, it's the only track that I was like, oh, that sounds like X. You know what I mean? And it reminded me of Portal and Portal 2. So talk to me about Good Intentions. Uh, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I do, I do totally see what you mean about that. That actually, that's a shepherd tone. That's uh, based around a shepherd tone, where as the tone goes down, 
um, and the, the higher up octave of that same note will come in and overtake it. The note will always go down or up. Um, I think um, Hans Zimmer uses it in Dunkirk or something as well as an example. Um, but basically, uh, if you're going up an octave, as you're going up through, you know, through through a tone, the the lower octave of that tone comes up in volume as the one that you're the main one that you're going up in goes down in volume. So then, by the time you get back up to that first note, it's at they're at the same volume again. Okay. So then, if you have th- three octaves and you go up or down, in my case, then they kind of almost just overlay each other, so that you don't really. It kind of feels like it's always going down. Yeah. Um, even though even though you actually are listening to the same octave over and over, um, <laughs> which is really strange, yeah. But that was um that was the idea, and it was actually a lot faster to start with. But then I ended up pulling it down and making it a bit more ethereal and chucking some effects on it and stuff like that. But that that yeah, I can tell what you mean now that you've said that. I'm like <laughs> that does feel like a mic sort of thing. about uh there's really sad track at the end i'm sure you already know which one i'm talking about listen and listen fast tell me about that one yeah so that's sort of a a calm before the storm type sound um where there's some revelations happening and that actually started out as uh, the basis for the original title track so it was kind of like this full circle thing for us um where it kind of it started out being this hopeful thing and then now it's kind of like this is there you know is there any way we're getting out of this alive kind of thing um and it's it feels serious rather than the the rest of the the game sort of feels a little bit flippant and a little bit like comic comical and that sort of stuff so yeah i kind of wanted to make sure that that was that was that was real that was sort of you could hear that in proper serious video game you know So loved Squeegee's Arcade just took me back to the 80s so talk about that one yes that was um that was a uh, some for DLC actually because they ended up doing a, a an element of DLC that we could you could um go into his arcade and he was he's like a, a child of the 80s nice. but it's like the t- two million eight hundred sixty five thousand eighties rather than the nineteen eighties sort of thing. Um, and you know, as as music goes full circle. Yeah. Um, I love that. It's oh basically my God. it lands yeah, it lands in the same sort of decade.
yeah and so i kind of i wanted to make sure that there was some 80s and and because they were really interested in the post-rock and synthwave sort of stuff to start to start with i was i was like okay this is cool because you know and i'd been in the same the same world as doing 80s stuff at the same pretty much at the same time because i ended up doing another game for them um doing some dlc for them for a game called moving out and that was that is based in 80s themes um i think the guys guy from transformers uh, that wrote the Transformers theme song, um, worked on the on the original game, oh, and so man. I was ended up doing the the DLC stuff for it, and so I was in that sort of eighties zone of doing, you know, Miami and you know Hawaii, um, yeah, eighties <laughs> yeah. sort of sounding music theme song um, to Full House and that kind of feel. Uh, so that was just a that was a given. I was like, well, I'm definitely going to go for some kind of 80s arcade music and for a lot of the in inside the game elements um where you're in a in a shop or anything like that i ended up using a binaural plugin so that it makes it sound like you're in the game you're in that space with with them yeah so sort of the jazz stuff in in, in a bar i've actually chucked in uh, some binaural plugin stuff so that it sounds like the music is coming from a certain spot in the yeah. In the scene. So you kind of have that kind of like immersion part. Even be, because it's because the game is 2D, there was no sort of 3D elements to, to the game world, so like th- yeah. through the, yeah. th- for the sound anyway. And so I thought instead of having it just as a 2D sort of sounding jazz, I was like, let's make sure that it actually sounds like it is in 3D space, even if you're yeah. only in a 2D world. Um, so that's that's how those kind of in the game sort of sounds happened and that was how, how that happened in um in squeegee's arcade and so i ended up doing a a version where the arcade was closed uh when the arcade was open and then when you're actually in the game playing the playing the game itself so like playing an arcade game itself yeah um and there and that the one that's in the soundtrack is is sort of a a, a mix of all those three I wanted to do a bit more of that sort of stuff, but there there wasn't kind of warranted. But I was like, mm. I have like five more tracks I've got ready for this thing, but it's like, where are they <laughs> going to go? I don't know. about some of the instruments that you ended up using to make the music. Well, yeah, besides all the um, the pads and stuff that I used for from the space the recordings and stuff, I ended up recording a bunch of just stuff around the house. I've got a big metal uh, vinyls case that I've got here. It's like an old chest and, like, you know, banging on that for some for some drums and scraping on things. I had some um, Darcy, my son's uh, 
musical kids' instruments. There was like uh, glockenspiels and things like that. Um, he has a thing called a gasong, which is like basically a a hang drum, but a kind of a different kind of a different way of making a hang drum that I ended up using for a bunch of stuff and pitching it down and. Uh, I've got some rain sticks and didgeridoo. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that we've got here that I just ended up banging and clanging on to make stuff, pots and pans, because a lot of the elements of the, of the percussion was um, it, it's it's to sound like the post-apocalyptic kind of space sound that you see in the game. Um, there's a lot of yeah. outposts for uh, really – there's a, a – a, race called the primal and there's a race called the rust blood so i wanted to make sure that those guys had this really gross old sounding things you know shutting doors and all that sort of stuff had an old typewriter that I used for bureaucrats uh, theme so it's kind of because they're they're the they're, they're the bureaucrats <laughs> they're they're the crabs and they're you know, bureaucratic yeah. crabs that make it's you know yeah they and, and so some of the percussion for that was a typewriter so it was kind of like they're always very serious and very you know but they're yeah. a very neutral race in the game they're sort of not not, not good nor bad they're very much the the in-betweeners um, so yeah, they have they have typewriters yeah. and paper sounds and things like that in there that like you know scratching up paper is a part of it and ripping paper and stamping things. Yeah, so I kind of had just a lot of a lot of messing around with stuff to try and work out what kind of instrument palette we wanted to do, and that I think that that comes across um, in the real kind of strangeness of it. Like, there's a bit, real odd vibe, and it's because it's not really in, a lot of the time it's not really instruments. Um, I got a, a bit of um, inspiration out of uh, Enon's um, Fallout stuff, how he has that kind of really janky sort of sound to some of the some of the soundtracks yeah so yeah i kind of took a leaf out of his book for that kind of that sound Well, you can basically just find the soundtrack on Spotify and YouTube music and all that sort of stuff. Um, the game itself is on Apple Arcade. Uh, if for anyone that has uh, Apple products, it sucks for for me. I don't have a. I've got an iPad that's too old to play it, oh, and no. I have an Android that that uh, so it doesn't come out. I haven't been able to use it on that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just on Twitter at Brad Gentle and. Um, thanks, thanks for uh, all the shout-outs over the years. Um, <laughs> <it's>, you know, <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm sure I've done less to deserve it than I have <laughs> gained from it. <laughs> but thanks. Well, we're so grateful. I didn't even mention that you help us out with our website and you've helped me out with a lot of other things in the past and uh, you'll be helping me out with some things in the future too. <laughs> sure, for sure. It's been too long. COVID has had a had an effect on everyone, I think. It has indeed, yeah. But yeah, thanks so much for chatting today. Really, really did enjoy the tunes and always nice to get caught up. Thank you and thanks for thanks for doing this. Thanks for listening to episode 147 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Brad Gentle at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. Hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com, made possible by Adam Selvage at Tiki Web Services and composer Brad Gentle. Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media, Inc.